This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Really, Riley? 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 <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Well, hello, beloved. Happy Friday. Um, I always start this off by saying hopefully you had a great week on Fridays and uh, I have had the best week ever. I am still floating on air from coming back from morning show boot camp. Hopefully you guys listen to those podcasts. There's part one and part two. And I've just been in the best mood. Like full disclosure, I haven't been to the gym in like a week and a half. And usually when my gym mojo goes away, like my whole mojo goes away. I did go back today, obviously. But, you know, I had such a crazy week because last week we went to the beach with the boys. Then I came back and went to pink. And then I had to spin right around and go to boot camp. Then I come back and this weekend, I have not one but two pop-ups. It's actually a two-day thing at this place called Five West in Newmarket, Maryland, which is right down the street from where I got, well, had my reception, had my first date at Vintage. So I'm really excited because this is an area I've really been wanting to do pop-ups. But your girl has been working like a damn mad scientist in her little candle workshop. It looks like a bomb went off in there. But I'm also really excited because... I have new merch for you guys that I'm going to bring out there. And I also said that the We Got This Army, the guys that have subscribed to the Really Riley Podcast subscription service, they're going to get, or they've already gotten coupons for the event. And if you come out with that coupon, you're going to get a little goodie from me. Um, And this is also the first time that anybody is really seeing this merch. So I always give that to the, we got this army. You guys get a coupon if you sign up to like just for the website at really Riley podcast, but not trying to do like a whole advertisement in the first five minutes of this podcast, but I'm just really excited about everything that's going on. And you guys have also sent me so much love this week about how much you miss me and how you're excited. And it just feels like all the doors that shut are opening so wide. And I just have so many possibilities ahead of me and I know why. It's because I started spreading love and joy and manifestation and doing it for myself and just everything everything seems to be coming up, I won't say roses, but coming up, we got this spray paint splattered everywhere. I don't know. I'm just in a great mood. Um, And not to be a Debbie Downer on that at all, because you kind of can't, it wouldn't be possible for me right now, but... I listened to a podcast um, today that I I respect the shit out of Bethany Frankel. Like I love, I won't say love. I, I do listen to her podcast a lot because I think that she is a boss lady and has a lot to say. And she has always been one of my favorites from the OG Real Housewives in New York and like what she did turning her, you know, just an idea for the Skinny Girl Moderita into Skinny Girl and a multi, I think probably billion dollar now like brand and and everything that she's done with like jeans and food and salad dressings and she's got her be strong uh I wouldn't even call it a charity I guess foundation where she gave a lot of money to needy 
countries like Puerto Rico, like when nobody was helping Puerto Rico, when all of the hurricanes came through, she was out there, you know, giving away cash cards. I think she's fucking phenomenal how she all of a sudden turned herself into like a, you know, haphazard beauty influencer just by trying makeup. And I just think that she's incredibly innovative. I respect the fact that she has been through a lot of trauma throughout her childhood. She's had a lot of relationship issues. I think she's been married three times and engaged like four or five more, but like she seems to be figuring life out. She went to a horrible divorce that took her 10 years to finalize. And I think like everything she's done, I've respected. So I was pretty fucking surprised when she decided to interview Raquel Levis from Scandaval um, or Vanderpump Rules. Um, not that I wasn't surprised that she wanted to interview her. I was surprised the stance she's taking. So right now she's trying to do this reality TV. What did she call it? Reality TV reaping? Reality TV reckoning is what she called it. So she is taking the stance now and all over her TikTok that she feels as though Reality TV stars should get kicked back the same way like what they're trying to fight for in sag that like if there's residuals that come off of a show, that reality TV stars should get that. Um, I guess I understand that in a way because networks like Bravo and all the reality TV networks or the whatever, like I think the Kardashians get kicked back off their show, but I'm not sure. But Raquel Levis and those of Vanderpump Rules are not the Kardashians, you know, in fame or in reputation or longevity or anything. So it's like, I guess I kind of agree with what she's saying there. But she was doing this TikTok saying that Raquel Levis is getting taken advantage of because the network, of, you know, Bravo as a whole is making all of this money and getting all of these ratings off of this scandal that basically broke her life. Now, hold on. She did that to herself, in my opinion, um, and a bunch of other people's lives too. Her along with Tom Sandoval. Um, I guess I could see that. I was kind of seeing both sides and playing like, you know, devil's advocate for both sides at first. But then I listened to the interview today and I was like, ugh. Because Raquel, who's now going by Rachel, um, which is fine because side note, if you guys don't know, my real name is Raquel and I'd rather have it not associated with that, with her. Let me not be that mean. Um, and I'm going to go into my feelings about this and give you the why of all of it. Um, I'm not a person that goes by what everybody else says and like I form my opinions how I want to form them and not on a public opinion or whatever. I've never had any experiences with Rachel Levis, but what I've seen out of her own mouth, not just editing and what Bravo has put forward out of her own words thus far. Cause she's really only spoken, you know, on Instagram when she gave her lame apology to Ariana and then at the reunions, which, okay. Yeah. That's kind of edited kind of. Um, but it's not like they splice together your words. It's not like they pick words from different sentences and put them together. They might cut things off or splice things differently, but the, your words as a whole, that the way that they came out is, ugh. and this, interview with Bethany Frankel. I haven't heard part two. I don't know that it's out yet. Ah, I was just like, ew, because she just got out of a treatment facility where she went for three months. I think it was two or three months. 
And she's talking as if she's this completely different person and everything has changed for her. Now, I do agree that when you go to a treatment facility, you can 100% like go there and turn your life around in a short amount of time because therapy in that way can be that intense. Like you don't have your phone. You can't, I don't think you can, I don't know what her facility is, but you know, a lot of times you can't watch TV. You can write letters and that's your communication. And you know, they restrict everything so that you can focus on your therapy and getting well from whatever ailment you have. But the first bit of her that surfaced was her going to a spa. And this is going to come in later when she's talking about being broke right now and not being able to pay for her treatment. Um, she kept talking about this through the direction of Bethany. Like, it's not fair that Ariana, and this is me paraphrasing here, Ariana Maddox, the one that got cheated on with her boyfriend of 10 years that they were living together, they were supposed to be life partners. Um, she kept saying it's not fair that Ariana is getting these multi-million dollar deals with, you know, I think she got a battery deal. She got one with a home moving company all of these endorsements. And, you know, when asked about it, Raquel Levis was like, well, good for her. She's like, but you know, how is it fair that, and Bethany said this, like kind of, I don't want to say led her cause she didn't like give her this idea, but she was, you know, going along with it and moving the conversation along because Raquel Levis doesn't really seem, and she admits this and she has trouble public speaking. So she's not the one that like really says a lot of words um, that are concise the way Bethany is. But she's saying it's not fair that she should, she should like, they're, the networks are laughing all the way to the bank, as she said, and she hasn't seen a penny. And then she was trying to say that she was so broke that she couldn't even afford her treatment. Well, now Lisa Vanderpump, whom the series was named after and was like the head honcho, but now that they've gotten bigger, she doesn't have as much of a say in a lot of stuff that they do and think and whatever. She's saying she got paid like $360,000 for one season. I don't know how you turn that into being broke because I don't know any treatment facility that for three months was $360,000. So that annoyed me because I'm like, wait a minute. You want to get paid for being in an affair? Now, I know that it's reality TV and I know that the people that do things scantily get paid more. And like she said that, you know, because she did make a point that not one person or maybe besides Katie Maloney, like didn't cheat on this show and they all got, you know, bigger roles in the show and they got bigger character, you know, their characters got noticed more and they became more of a mainstay because of it. So that's like semi celebrated, I guess, you know, like Jackson, Brittany got really big when he cheated on Brittany and the whole, you know, rotten hail like like catchphrase came around and everybody's cheated you know like her ex-fiance James on the show cheated with Lala Lala cheated with all of them have done some dirt I don't know that Ariana has though you could say that she kind of like dabbled in it because she hooked up with Lala in the back of a car but Tom was there and like was egging it on anyway you see what I'm saying like okay everybody's cheated so Bethany when she was on her TikTok was saying like, okay, she cheated, not a big deal. I'm like, what? What? It's always a big deal. All of it's a big deal. And yeah, all of these other people got probably more money getting paid by the network to push ratings. But here's the thing. 
Raquel Levis, Rachel Levis, isn't coming back to Vanderpump Rules. They wanted her to come back. Apparently, she's saying no and doesn't want to. I commend that, that she's walking away from the greasy wheel that got her in this position, according to her. Because she said, you know, you get addicted to reality TV. You get addicted to that. You know, the, the, the train takes off from the station before you've even, like, let the ink dry on your contract, and it just becomes too much. I respect that. You know, being a person that couldn't walk away from toxic situations in my past, but I should have because it was about money and it was about career and it was about all that. I understand that part. But uh, you're coming out, Rachel, saying that you need to, it's not fair that you're not getting paid. Like she says all this coupled in the same 10 breaths as saying she's remorseful, but that she already forgives herself and she just seems so aloof about it all. You know, when she was talking about her and Ariana never having been best friends. Like she made that clear that they never went to a restaurant together. They never hung out. She's like, I was hanging out like more with Tom than her. Like I, of course you were, but you know what's so gross about that is that she trusted you to hang with her boyfriend of 10 years, her life partner, whom she was freezing her eggs and wanting them to be fertilized by this man. Side note, he just hadn't done it yet because he was trying to plan his exit. Um, Let him into her cocktail book because he whined about it and she wanted to support him. Just, ugh, I could go on and on and on about that. But you're saying that you were never close and you were never best friends. What? Hold up. So you were close enough with her at the end of the season in that episode to talk about like, are you sexually, like, are you guys sexually intimate? Like, do you want to stay in this relationship? Like you're crying on her shoulder. You were comfortable enough and Ariana thought it was fine for you to be hanging out with her man while she was off to her grandmother's funeral while you were having sex in her house, probably in her bed. Like, what? First of all, I, I don't care who it was. Like, I would highly doubt that I would allow another woman to stay in my home with my husband in here. It, not that he would ever want to, but that wouldn't happen with me. Like, so... Ariana doesn't seem like a fucking pushover. So you must have been at least seemingly, in her eyes, one of her best friends. Then she goes on to throw Sheena under the bus, Sheena Shea. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know how I feel about Sheena. I think she's a little two-faced. I think she's a good, sweet girl, but I think she also gets swept up in this whole reality TV thing. You said that you guys were best friends, but like she tried to make it sound like she was a second mother to her. And apparently Sheena had said like she gave her a place to live and she did all these things. But then Rachel is saying, well, she did give me a place to live for a little while when I had, she'd broken up with James Kennedy and that she paid rent. Okay, fair. But then she's like, but then I also cat sat for her, like, because she was pregnant and this cat had to have like mercury treatment. So I gave, I took care of the cat and she's like, and then I did her podcast. And she said the podcast I did talking about my breakup with James was the number one rated blah, blah, blah. That's the shit you do for friends, boo. You don't do that saying I helped you along and I contribute. Ugh. Like it's certain there's something off in her way of relationships. And I guess that's what she went to treatment for. But the fact that she's coming out of treatment and still saying some of these things, I'm like, I don't make fun of treatment, but girl, like you still have some shit you need to figure out. And I was shocked that Bethany Frankel was like saying this and saying, oh, a woman's voice is powerful. It is. And she does have the right to tell her side of things, but the way that she's telling it is so shitty. If you're not remorseful, fine, be the villain and be unremorseful. However, don't say that like everything in your nature is like sweet and kind and blah, blah, blah. 
because Bethany Frankel asked her a couple of poignant questions. Like one of them was, what's been your relationship like relationships? Like, have you had a lot of serious relationships? She's 28. So she said she had an unofficial boyfriend that was afraid of commitment in college. That was her first. I love you. She also said that she met James at 21. So 18, 19, 20, maybe with this guy for three years, but probably less. And then she was with James for five years, three of that long distance or almost six years, three of them living together and about to get married. But in all of this, judging by some of the clips on Vanderpump Rules, they were probably dilly-dallying around when she was engaged to James. And that's probably the real reason why that relationship broke up. Going further back, she even said, she's like, oh yeah, you know, like I had this DJ phase. I like wanted to be with the DJ. And I'm surprised that Bethany, as much of like a hard ass as she is, she wasn't like calling her out on some things. I get it. Bethany has to be careful to not bash her in any way when she's the one saying that people shouldn't be bashing her. Ah, I like, I agree with that part that the people shouldn't be saying some of the shit that they say online. That's horrible. It's vitriol. It's gross. Like think it in your head maybe, but just don't fucking comment that shit. Some of it's just too far. And I agree with that. Like I would never, and I'm not trying to be all fucking clutching my pearls. Like, Oh, I would never. Oh my God, darling. It's not that. It's just, I don't waste my time to type out to somebody and get into like a fucking internet troll war. I'll tell somebody about themselves every once and again, if they irritate me, but it kind of stays there. Um, but she doesn't deserve some of the shit that was been said to her. Some of it with a big fat capital on the sum. Um, I just don't like how she seems to be joking and laughing and, you know, there has been some things said that emotionally she might be lacking in a few things like on a mental truthfully in that like a making fun of level. And I, I don't know, I am not a doctor in any kind of psychology or a shrink or, or a counselor in any way, shape or form. But I would hope that that would be the reason why she seems to kind of like laugh through this. And she's like vapid and just like empty and of emotion for these people. Like she gives these answers and shows that she's grown up in pageants, that it's just so calculated. It's so rehearsed and coached. And I'm going to say the nicest thing that I can, that makes me seem like a victim. You're not a fucking victim. And I'm sorry, you don't get to get paid for sleeping with somebody's boyfriend for seven months And while she was grieving the loss of her dog of 15 years and at her grandmother's funeral, you're just shitty. And the fact that you're allowing yourself to talk about money in this juncture at all is just gross. Just you. And I I do believe that people can be redeemed from things. Like, is cheating the most horrible thing that you could ever do in the way of, like, reality TV moments? No, it's not. But if reality is getting a little bit more real, it's like crazy to me that you can have people in high professions or whatever and you find out that they cheated on their spouse that were involved in a cheating scandal and then they lose endorsements, they lose this, they lose that. But then she's trying to say that because Ariana is getting all these endorsements that she should get some too. Mm, no. Maybe should Bravo give their stars kick back off of ratings, maybe specific episodes because that person or series or, you know, like seasons because that person clearly drove ratings. I could totally see that like full disclosure in radio and my terrestrial radio world, 
we would get bonuses based off of ratings, just like any other industry gives. And it was based on percentages, but it wasn't based on like who had the most scandal. If you were part of the show and that was written in your contract, then great. So girl, you need to go get that written into another contract. You shouldn't get the residual if you weren't, or maybe you should, I don't know. Maybe if they change that where you can get residuals, even if you didn't have in your contract. But as of right now, the first real interview you're giving, telling your side of the story, that's what you talk about. Money, you and Ariana were never best friends and it's not fair, da, 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 da. I hope part two has more to it than this because right now I'm just like, ah, uh, like you're, you cry about being the reality TV villain. And I don't think that you're as villainous as Tom Sandoval, because obviously he loved Ariana and he was the one that was with her. Like, I'm not sitting here saying you should just blame the woman. And maybe it's true that they weren't as close as people were trying to say. However, you don't come out fucking three months later like saying that you need money or saying that like you're giving excuses of like well we weren't really that close and going back to Bethany Frankel I'm just like girl like I see this business opportunity I know what that is to have this nugget and to take a stance in this way because it'll push everybody's gonna fucking listen to her podcast right now I did I listened to it before that, but now especially. So ting, ding, 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 ding. Bethany Frankel's not a woman that like shies away from opportunity. She's grabbed it, obviously, and she's a fucking boss at it. But this one just bothers me. It's like that woman's got so much money. I don't know that like she needed this. Uh, maybe she, maybe her podcast was flailing and that whole fake reunion thing that she did with Jill Zarin didn't pop off. So she needed something else. I am all about pushing yourself forward and I'm not a you know, stranger to people doing dirty things for self-promotion. I think this is kind of dirty. Like, I don't believe that Bethany Frankel to her core, unless we probably don't know her for shit either, because do we really ever know reality TV people or anybody that's like a celebrity? No, we don't. But the way that she comes off and her brand is being real and being like, don't fuck around. And like, you're going to come in and say this woman like didn't do anything and deserves to be paid. So here's my opinion on what maybe she should or shouldn't be paid. Rachel Levis. Should she get paid kickback from the network based upon what the ratings were with the episodes and the scandal thing? Yeah, probably. Just on a business standpoint. On a morality standpoint, hell no. But should she get endorsements? Should companies be coming after her for this? No. No. And then for her to lie and sit here and say that she didn't make any money, what did you do with 360-something thousand dollars in three months? Like, come on. I don't know. There's just so many things about that that just like, this is a girl that always wanted to be the star and the center of attention and good for her for going to a treatment facility and getting it all figured out. Ugh, but give it a beat, boo. Like, go do some good in the world besides whining about what you don't have mon monetarily. Like, go do some good in the world. Like, I know when I went to some pageants, they made you do a charity. You know, like, that had to be part of your platform. And you had to do a certain amount of hours to get that crown. You couldn't just say, oh, yeah, this is my platform. You actually had to do things for that charity platform cause that you were saying you were supporting in order to get the sparkly, you know, accessory on your head. Go do some good in the world before you start coming out saying that you need money. Like, quit it. 
And you know what? If you want money, girl, you have so much attention on your socials right now. You have so much attention in other ways. I'm sure there's a lot of people that would pay to have you do things. <laughs> that sounds terrible. But I mean, obviously, you have no problem FaceTiming doing things. And then she went into like detail uh, kind of about what she did in the video that, you know, started this whole thing that Ariana found on Tom's phone. Do I think that that is terrible that he kept it on his phone and that other people saw that? Fuck yeah, I do. That's gross and that's wrong and that's ill. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, it randomly makes me think of like, well, hey, that's how Kim Kardashian got started. I'm not saying she should go do this, so calm down. Seriously. Because I just, that would make everything so much worse. But don't be asking people to like, give you money because of what you did in that way when you hurt so many people along the way, when you shook people's trust in people's lives. I commend her for not coming back to Vanderpump. But to me, that would have been less disgusting than saying that you deserve to be paid for being involved in all that. Is Ariana? Yeah, she lost her whole fucking life. She lost the house that she loved. She lost like the partner. That's another thing is that Rachel was saying that Tom didn't want to end their relationship because they were a brand together. Okay, well, if that's true for him, then it's true for her. So yeah, she deserves to get all this. And Tom Sandoval was walking around. Ugh. There was like an interview saying something about, or some TMZ person was following him around asking like, do you and Ariana ever like cross paths in the house? Have you you know, had an awkward moment. He's like, yeah, like we don't even look at each other when we have sex anymore. It's crazy. I was like, ew, you're so gross. And he's just fine. Like his shows are selling out, whatever. So remind me never to do reality TV. <laughs> I used to say that I would love that. It's funny. My son, Lyric, when we were um, in the store the other day, he's like, mom, I think I just saw a real housewife. And he loves to say that to me because I will legit turn around and be like, wait, what, where? You know, we have have Real Houses of Potomac around here. And I think he would love that if I was like famous in that way. But I don't know. No, I, don't, I know I don't know. I know I would not want to. I just, what's done in the dark will always come to light. And I'm not saying that reality TV ruins things, but it makes it easier to get caught up in shit that you shouldn't. I'll give Raquel, Rachel, Levis, whatever, that. That she said that that it was kind of like you get addicted to that. I could see it. I'm sure it's like a drug just like anything else. You get addicted to the fame. And then Bethany Frankel did make a good point for the, you know, veterans of Real Housewives that, you know, you've worked on this and then you've done all these crazy things and then you ruin your reputation in the business world. So you really don't have anywhere else to go that'll pay you that same amount of money and you get used to a certain amount of like lifestyle and blah, blah, blah. I think that's what Rachel Levis is experiencing right now. Like she's worried where her next check is going to come from and she doesn't want to go back to Bravo, but she's still like trying to schlep this story around for money and lying still about what she did and didn't make. I just, you know, like broke, what's your version of broke? Cause I've never had $360,000 in my bank account ever in my life. You know, what's your version of broke? Like perspective. That's all I'm saying. But your girl has a lot of work to do before the pop-up this weekend. I really hope to see you guys there. Again, it's Saturday and Sunday at 5 West in Newmarket. I'm going to be out there from 9 to 3. I'm going to bring some of the new merch goodies. So if you want to check them out, I posted them on all my socials. House of W by Riley. Um, really, Riley podcast. 
um, and Riley Couture on Instagram. I'm so excited for you guys to see this stuff. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you to all you guys that sent so many fucking messages of love and telling me like, yes, Riley, I love this vibe. We're going to see you thrive. And I am so glad you're right there with me. You guys are my We Got This Army and you make it all possible. So sorry, this one's a little bit short, but you know, going to go spend some time with the husband. And side note, we put something up on Instagram yesterday and it hasn't gotten enough traction yet, but it will to get this to be like an actual mainstay on the show, but I want it to be because one of my, we got this army listener fam came up with an idea of Marshall and I decoding text from people you're dating, your boyfriends, your exes, your friends, or basically they give you a text and an example would be like, you tell somebody I miss you. And they're like, thanks you too. Uh, what? And Marshall, because I love him and he's the sweetest guy ever to me, but he can be a snarky little guy. <laughs> he can be pretty savage. And obviously you guys know that I'm not afraid to run my mouth. So we're going to decipher what we think they're saying to you without saying it. So if you have one of those, really rally podcast at gmail.com text line is 410-604-8895 really rally podcast.com. If you want to sign up to be part of the, we got this army and get all of the goodies that go along with it. And please do me a favor too, like comment, share, like leave a review. Cause if you do that, that helps the podcast grow and I love you a long time for it. <laughs> no, I love you to the moon and back you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you on Monday. It's really Riley.